Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, August the 31st. First day, our last day of the month, not the first day, the last day of the month of August. And uh, our reading this morning is a new one. It comes from the prophet Ezra, E-Z-R-A. And Ezra is often associated with Nehemiah. Those were the two prophets and holy men that the Lord lifted up for the reconstruction and the restoration of Israel, and especially the house of the Lord, the place where the people will worship and offer sacrifice to Almighty God. And uh, they are entrusted with that. And the reading I would suggest to you is Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. And then if you would skip over and read Ezra chapter 6, verses 7 through 20. That's Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, and Ezra chapter 6, verse 7 through 20. And you don't have to race through it. Just read it slowly because it's a very, very interesting and important one. And it's uh, one of God's coincidences that this particular reading has to do with reconstruction and putting things back together, especially after a terrible disaster. And being from New Orleans and along the Gulf Coast and uh, missing it very much, um, there is a great deal of now cleanup. There has to be reconstruction, and they have to put things back together again. And that's often a dangerous, uh, very long, and arduous task. For many, it's, it's heartbreaking. They may have people injured and even lost their lives in Hurricane uh, Ida, and uh, their homes may be severely damaged in some instances from water and wind and from falling trees. We have a lot, a lot of trees in Louisiana, especially in the outlying parts away from the urban areas, out in the rural and along the country roads and so on. So it's a tremendous hardship right now for those people, and so we certainly would seek your prayers and your remembrance of them along the Gulf Coast and for my purposes, of course, uh, New Orleans and the surrounding areas, we don't have uh, we don't have counties in Louisiana. We have parishes, and many of them, of course, are named for saints: Saint Bernard, Saint Tammany, Saint Charles, Saint John. Uh, those parishes uh, show the tremendous influence of the Catholic Church, especially in the uh, settlements that took place there back in the. Uh, early in the late 16s and even into the 1700s developed uh, there. And many of the uh, places, the names of the places, the little towns and so on, are named after saints. And so we have parishes, not counties. Many of those parishes in the outlying areas uh, have been greatly devastated, especially by water uh, from the uh, tidal surge and so on. And so they are engaged in what Ezra and Nehemiah 
are engaged in, restoration and reconstruction. The Israelites, as you remember, were taken into exile, their country, their place of worship. It was destroyed by the Babylonians, and the Jews and everything that they had were taken into exile into Babylon. And Almighty God touched the heart of a pagan, the great Cyrus, the king of the Persians who defeated the Babylonians. And the Lord touched Cyrus's heart and indicated that he was to allow the Israelites to return so that they could rebuild, they could reconstruct, and put their land that the Lord had given them from the beginning. Remember, Moses takes possession of the land of Cana, given by the Lord. And they wander away from the covenant, and this is what happens. And uh, it's a magnificent story because the last thing that you might expect is that uh, one pagan king would defeat another pagan king and that uh, Cyrus would just continue to keep the Israelites in bondage and in slavery and take possession of that land. But the land was given to them by the Lord and the Lord touches Cyrus's heart and the great restoration and reconstruction takes place under Ezra and Nehemiah. And it's a magnificent story and it's very much a story that resonates today even if you don't live in the Southeast along the Gulf Coast. But Reconstruction, uh, putting things back together again after a disaster. It's not necessarily just buildings. It's also lives. And each and every one of us at some point in our life, some big, some small, go through a restoration, a reconstruction. Perhaps the wind and waves and turbulence of some life experience or just daily living weighs heavy on us and we need to be renewed and strengthened each day in the Lord. We are about restoration and God is the great uh, contractor, the great restorer, the God who reconstructs out of the damage that we may cause through our sin through bad choices and bad judgment. But the Lord never abandons us and condemns the property. This property is not condemned. As long as the Lord gives us another day of mercy, it is a time of reconstruction, a time of renewal, a time of rebirth, and above all, a time of rededication. Dedicating ourselves to walking in the covenant of the Lord and we can say with the psalmist, the Lord has done marvelous deeds for us. Glory and great is his name. And he restores our fortune. And um, that's very, very important, that those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. And it's a, it's a challenge. And I think of those people who right now are involved in that, traveling from various states, uh, four or five states, sending in crews to get electricity and power back on, 
It's uh, in Louisiana over a million, about a million and a half now without electricity and power. And some are estimating it may take as long as a month to get electricity back. Running water uh, is also uh, been damaged. So all of these things require a great deal of care. My brother's house, which is in um, Metairie, Louisiana, right outside, it's adjacent, right connected to, it's part of the metropolitan New Orleans area. In Metairie, uh, they hit all kind of trees and things down. And one of the neighbors stayed because they have generators and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, yesterday, they had their little boys, three boys, outside picking up branches and trees and cleaning up all of the neighbors' houses on their blocks who had left because of safety, many of them elderly. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. They sent me some pictures of them supervising their children, not staying inside, but outside helping their neighbors. It's a beautiful example of Christian charity, of God's restoring the Lord also restores us spiritually. The Lord puts back the broken pieces of any life. There is no job too big or too small. And again, the Lord does not condemn the property. The Lord seeks to restore it, reconstruct it, renew it, so that we may walk once again in the ways of the Lord. So on this day, I would ask your prayers for those along the Gulf Coast and those who are have been injured, uh, sometimes severely, by this particular storm, and for God's blessing on those who are rushing in to help restore and reconstruct. I believe that they are truly doing the work of God, that God does for us each and every day. We are about reconstructing, reconstructing our lives and helping with the reconstruction of others who may be in our own homes, our associates, our places of work, school, neighborhood. We all have people who are in need of renewal. And God may be, as he touched Cyrus, God may touch us. And we may not be able to get out and pick up leaves and branches and trees and all of that sort of stuff. But there's nothing more powerful than the reconstruction and renewal that comes through prayer. Each and every one of us can present to the Lord the needs of others. And we have helped in the reconstruction, not merely of property, but also of lives, of families and of those who are distressed, that the Lord is always close to the brokenhearted. God bless you.